Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted Season 4, Episode number 12. This is the podcast for the every person looking for practical advice in managing your fantasy football team. And this wonderful podcast is hosted by me and me alone. That's J-Mac with a C, not a K. Today we're going to vent. We're going to vent about not posting wait, wait a the proper wait a lineup. Hold on. And when it's, you're doing dumb things like excuse me, dumb excuse me. stock Also, market. Also, co-host Alex K. <laughs> I'm also here, everybody. So, yeah, let's keep moving. I don't know what you were talking about because I wasn't listening. But <sighs> All right. Well, I guess we have the time blocked out. You're on the line. I'll bring him on in, my arch enemy for rivalry week. Oh, oh, this is personal. I see. I see what's going on here. Yep. For those of you that didn't know, I beat J Mac uh, this week in fantasy football. And before With then. With a lot of luck. With a lot of luck. Before then, he had been laying the smack down, I guess you'd say, on his opponents. And, and this week, he just didn't do it. He didn't. He, I don't know why. I guess we'll talk about it. I'm frustrated, Alex. Had the win. I had it right there for the taking, and I f***ed it up. <laughs> what 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 went wrong? Tell uh, me. This is, I, 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 let's get into this. So I am so frustrated with myself because I left points on the bench, and then I had one of my top players go down with injury, and then I had his backup on the bench, and he siphoned all of it off. Not that I would know this, but I had the W there, and I just right. didn't take it. Right, but there's no— there's no way you would have sat the starter for the backup, though. No. And so that part's okay. Right? It's just kind of salt in the wound, though. Sure. Because if he did not go out, I would have won. Because all the other points the, the backup got, my main quarter, uh, my main. I mean, I mean, would you have won or would I have lost and not putting in Wentz, though? Okay, I mean, but you see, see, no, no, no. See, that's different, though, but it's, it's similar to you not putting in your backup running back because why would, why would you start Wentz? We talked about this. The, the only no. reason would be psychological, would because I would, if they win and Wentz went off, you would be upset because he went off on my team. So that is the reason that I may have actually done it. I don't know, man. I, I don't see it that way. So They were playing the Jets. Josh Allen was playing the Jets. There's no way I could have sat him. There you go. There you go. But we've been talking about it. Carson has just been putting up those numbers quietly, He's and he's been keep raising them up. I screwed up here because I didn't put Brandon Akayu in, who has been my wide receiver since I've picked him up, and he's been really well. He had a slight downer week last week, and I just got in my own head. I've been listening to these these morons who tell you to just like start these guys on a flyer, and I didn't need to do it. I put in Mike Williams this week, and he got me .9 points, .9 points. Brian Akayu would have gotten me 14.5, which would have cleared <laughs> me by like another seven points over your win. And that's true. So I'm frustrating. I remember you talking about Mike Williams and uh, me talking about Keenan Allen. Uh, yeah, I remember us talking about it and Keenan Allen was hurt. And so you're like, maybe I should go get him. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't even know why I started him. I, it's good to have him on my roster. But then last week, I I heard saw you know the professionals talking about starting Makar Hardman from Kansas City, and he put up a goose egg. And so I was like, okay, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why I took out Brian Akai. He's been getting me like a floor of like six, seven points at a minimum. I, I I just I overthought it, and I went against my number one rule: start your starters. <clears throat> and so that's what you've learned, everybody. Is <sighs> I played the stock market this week, and I lost. I lost big, and this has just killed my momentum. So, so would you say you overthought it? 
Oh yeah, big time, big time. Would you I say? Think- would you say I didn't overthink it? Not even a little bit. I mean, like seriously, because I when you want to talk about luck, the luck was that I had Jamal Williams like ahead of the time, like two weeks ahead of the time, ready to go. Like, I mean, how lucky was that? That like two days before Sunday, Aaron Jones out of nowhere all of a sudden in practice can't go. You know what I mean? Like how lucky for me. I saw that. I was like, Jamal Williams. I was like, where's Aaron Jones at? I was like, I, I can't believe. Uh, and then, oh my God. Uh, so frustrating. So frustrating. I was right there. We had a competitive game all week, all weekend. We did. It was a fun game. I, I watched most of it live. Yeah. I mean, cause it was like up and down. We both kept playing like some of our star players didn't do as well, but then like some of our less down the lineup guys really came in clutch and other stars did come in clutch. And like, we were point for point on a lot of people, Chris Godwin and Deandre Hopkins near are identical. Uh, Todd Gurley matches nearly, uh, Antonio Brown for, or, um, AJ Brown for me. Yeah. AJ Brown did you some good. That definitely helped. Um, especially cause and, in the beginning round Tannehill and them did not look well, but all of a sudden they, they turned it on. And Ronald Jones got like a lucky goal line carry at the one. Cause somebody got tripped up, uh, for, to save his entire day with a touchdown. Yeah, that that one was the one that hurt me the most uh, outside of Chris Carson going down. Oh, no, Mike Williams one hurt me the most. But but then, I, you know, and then bad on me, like Pittsburgh does bad. Koo does bad, you know. You know, but it was both of us. I mean, you had Kelsey. Look at him, 4.6 points. Uh, Chark, 3, 3.1 points. Like, we both had these, like, weird anomalies for certain players and other ones who just went off. Like, it was a fun, interesting game, though. No, it was it was a good game. It wasn't one of those either person wins and you can't watch and you can go about your day. Hayden Hurst also had a Hayden Hurst day, like I've said many many weeks. He had ten points on there. That's great. Car- uh, but you know, Chris Carson really hurt you going down. That's really where you lost that. Maybe your kicker, possibly your defense. Yeah, but even the kicker and the defense, I've actually like I think over. Uh, overachieved with my kicker and defense so far this year. So, like, I will take that kind of game. It happens. And most of my guys picked up the slack, except it, my boneheaded mood of putting Mike Williams in when he hasn't proven anything yet and not going with my regular guys. That's just where that was it. Just that one move. Oh, so frustrating. All right, Alex, I'll get over this, though. I'll be a good sport about it. Hopefully, I guess we won't play again, though, unless until we meet in the playoffs. Yeah, that's assuming... Uh... We're on the same side of the track because we've both both making it to the finals isn't very probable with my normal MO of of doing pulling a U uh, this week in, in the finals. That's I like to do that in the playoffs. You know, yeah, that, that's when Alex gets really psyched out when he really overthinks it is in the playoffs. So that's for me during the regular season. I squeak in there and then I just set my lineup and I'm done. And think good things happen. So we'll find out later in the season how that rolls out. But Alex, we've got a lot of other stuff to get to this week. So let's get into the rest of it. And first, let's start off with the top five position rankings. And as usual, we're going to start off with the quarterback here. And I'll, I'll go here. I'll start us off with the quarterback. And coming in at number five, typical number fiver, top fiver here. We got Russell Wilson coming in with 32.92 points for our rankings here and a big game for him. 388 yards, three touchdowns, although he did have three picks, so he actually could have had more points. But, you know, a standard 
30-plus point game for Russell Wilson here uh, in a losing effort. Uh, coming in uh, number four, we have Tom Brady. Tom Brady's starting to really heat up here, folks. He's he's starting to really click down there in Tampa Bay. They're starting to figure it out. And there's some more news in that corner as well. We'll get to that. Coming up at uh, number three, we have Kyler Murray also uh, playing against Seattle. So that game went over time. So they got a few extra points there, 38.1 points. And moving into number two, Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers, 38.48 points. I mean, 347 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. I mean, and another rushing touchdown. So four touchdowns overall, really nice game by him. And he's he's been starting to play really well. He's one of those rookies that seems to be just all of a sudden getting inserted and just playing top-notch football. And coming in at number one, we have Joe Burrow uh, coming in for the first time in the top five, I think, uh, 39.64 points. Holy moly 406 yards three touchdowns one interception and one more on the ground uh i said this when i saw him play the eagles that i he started that was when he started clicking a bit more and you could see that he's starting to really settle in a bit and he has a few weapons in his wide receivers there and obviously a little bit of a run game so he's got a lot of support he does he's got aj green to throw to who's been doing subpar this year uh you know, most likely he does that every year, but no one ever notices. But he doesn't. Yeah. He hasn't had that ceiling flash of greatness this year. No, he he uh, he's very frustrated, as he said a few weeks ago in his uh, pros uh, post game press conference or something. And but he's yet to turn it around to actually show how frustrated he is and taking it out on anybody. So we're waiting for that. The honorable mentions. I'd like to say Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers. They're all right under there. They made it in that bubble. Uh, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, and I mean, Carson Wentz has still been really starting to click, too. I mean, that's what's kind of crazy this week. The top five, the floor in the top five is 32 point, almost 33 points. And that's how much points are being scored by some of these quarterbacks week in and week out. And Alex, let's move on then to the uh, tight ends. Let's do tight ends. At number five, we've got Richard Rodgers at the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He's got 11 points. And uh, he's probably on your waiver wire if you want to check him out. I don't know what happened. What's ha- what's going on with Goddard? Nine percent. Nine percent owned. Um, and then tied for number four is Darren Waller and Logan Thomas with fourteen points. Uh, you know that's pretty standard. You could probably get Logan Thomas also twenty six percent owned. Uh, but Darren Waller, my man, on this uh, poll week in and week out, he's probably more valuable than Kelsey has been to me, but maybe I should be Chelsea trading Kelsey. We'll talk about that later. Then if you just give somebody about 0.4 points, you've got TJ Hawkinson from the lions. Uh, you know, and then if you give three 0.3 more points, you've got Rob Gronkowski, which I expected him to be up there. I'm a little late in trying to uh, jump on the Gronkowski train this year, but seems like him and Brady have found their little bromance again. And at the number one spot, Harrison Bryant, of the Cleveland Browns, definitely unowned at 1%. 1%. (laughs) And 20 points this week. So that's your tight end top five. Well, we got We have a Mr. Irrelevant here in our top five rankings and comes all in at number one. So that's interesting. Do Uh, we go pick him up? Is Is he our like waiver wire fodder of the week? Who knows? I mean, tight end, just like running back, it's a tight tight position with very low depth. So yep. if you're just looking for a, a surprise flyer, maybe. Uh, my surprise there is Logan Thomas finally breaking into top five. He's that guy been just sitting around there Agree. on the fringe player. And it's like, I guess if you really, really need somebody, he's been like the best available, which is not saying much. 
So Goddard didn't make it back this week. I thought he was coming back. It looked like he was, but he's going to be out for another week or so. I think he'll probably miss this week because then the buys after that, and that's probably when he'll come back. So Rodgers might be a decent play for the next coming week if anybody's still a little thin or has a bye week for their tight ends. Sounds good. Let's do some defenses. Please, let's get into those defenses. Coming in at number five, we have the Buffalo Bills doing what they should be doing, coming in with 14 points, which is a really nice score there for the defense. Uh, they had six sacks and two interceptions, so that's going to definitely do it for you. Los Angeles Rams coming in at number four. Uh, four sacks, two interceptions themselves. They had 15 points. San Francisco at number three with 17. Washington with 17, number two. And Kansas City, only ones really putting on the hurt this week. And they had 24 points against Denver, and they had three sacks, two interceptions, two fumble recoveries, and one uh, fumble touchdown. So they are also at a pick six, looks like, in there. So they really just uh, took out all the frustrations from their loss the week before on Denver, and Denver never stood a chance. 43-16 to 16 was the final on that one. That sounds good. What I want to ask is the number two spot with the Washington football teamers. Uh, I want to know, are they someone I should pick up? I feel like we've talked about them a couple times, but was it just because they were playing against the sinking ship that is the Titanic of Dallas? I think anybody in the NFC East is a sinking ship of the Titanic. They're all just, you know, underwater. So everybody kept talking about Washington as kind of the sleeper defense. And I seen a lot of people trying to pick them up earlier in the season. They just never really came through with that outside of one or two games when they play really bad teams like Philly or Dallas. So I guess if they're playing NFC East team, go for a flyer, stream them if you want. If not, uh, yeah, let's not entertain that idea anymore. Sounds good. What do you want to do next? Next, we are going to take a break and we're going to get into our current events. And first thing we'll touch on here is the injury report, because that seems to be the most interesting thing going on and leading it off, which is a big, big one. Another one. Odell Beckham is out for the season with an ACL tear. That's not good for a lot of people. I don't know how well Odell Beckham has been doing. I think he's had a couple games where he's blown up, but then he kind of comes back down to earth and just has a pretty average game. You know, which is great for like a wide receiver too. So that's definitely going to put a hole in those people's people's roster. You know, do you think there's where do you think the uptick comes from? I've never been high on Cleveland Browns, uh, any of the wide receivers. Landry, if he's available, obviously, right? I mean, if he's still, he's going to be the one that gets the most. Or or Hunt would be my my second guess. But maybe there's a tight end I don't know about. Yeah, because Chubb's Chubb's still out. Well, the tight end is Harrison Bryant, but they had um yeah that guy. Uh, they had Mr. two. Irrelevant. I think their other two wide uh, tight ends are out injured as well on Cleveland. So that's why Harrison Bryant, I think, is yeah yeah David Nagohu, uh, Austin um. Austin Hooper is their normal tight end. He was out. He had, oh, an appendicitis. Yeah, that was a late scratch that kind of almost uh, screwed me in one of my other leagues, but luckily I, I wasn't. But Austin Hooper is the main guy there. That's why Harrison Bryant, I, I mean, it depends. If I, uh, Hooper's out for a while, go for Bryant. If not, uh, I guess the question is, and we're going to touch on this a little more, is should you trade Javaris Landry if if you've got him? Did you use him as trade bait? Yeah, of course. I don't want any of the Browns. I mean, I guess the running backs are the best uh, fantasy productivity makers that you can get because i mean at this point javaris landry even with hodell was probably what a borderline wide receiver three wide receiver two in your kind of flex spot right at this point you need a better quarterback uh, right i think maybe that would be might be your best move instead of trying to get landry is to actually sell landry if you have him next up on the injury list is Kenyon drake is out for several weeks for the arizona cardinals with an ankle injury so chase edmonds obviously his 
uh, his stock skyrockets. I would keep Chase Edmonds, and I would not trade him. I do think that he's the better running back. Man, I've been trying to get Chase all season. Uh, someone picked him up a long time ago, and and pretty much all of my leagues. Uh, nobody trusted Kenyon Drake, and now that he's out, he's finally getting stock. So, yeah, absolutely try to get him if you can. Yeah, and I, but even if you have him, don't trade him unless you obviously you get a huge offer for him, then take it. But I wouldn't actively search for him. Uh, for a trade partner for him. Next up, my guy, Chris Carson. He left the game in the first half. Uh, he is week to week after leaving with a foot sprain. So that's not fun for Chris Carson owners. Luckily, I have Carlos Hyde, but now we're going to play this will he, won't we game every week. <laughs> Aw, will he, won't he? I don't know. Ugh, so I, so I got to now be super vigilant. and uh, But at least I have his backup already. I got the handcuff, so I feel a little bit better about that. I don't, I don't feel like I'm scrambling, so that's a good thing. Moving along there, which actually reminds me of some follow-up correction that I wanted to do as well. Last week, we said you should pick up J.D. McKinsey as a San Francisco running back, and he is not the San Francisco running back. He plays for a Washington football team. We meant to say Jarek McKinnon as the running back for the Mm. San Francisco 49ers. So Mm -hmm. we do apologize for that. So always double-check our math, uh, make sure we're crossing our I's and dotting our T's. What's this? My breaking news in my ear. I'm sorry, Debo Samuel. Also should be added to this list with a hamstring strain. Uh, yeah, just so you know, I'm I'm just I'm just reading you what's come across my board here. Also, Allen Robinson, you probably turned the game off. You were so frustrated. Removed late in the game with a concussion. Uh, I'm not sure if you knew that. Also, Andy Dalton in the concussion protocol. So I, I wish nobody nobody concussions. But why can't that stuff happen in like the first play of the game so that then he doesn't score nine points on me and I win the game? I was. Uh, I was leading Alex by like three points going into tonight's game, and he had Allen Robinson going. Ugh. Yeah, it, it looked like it looked like you were gonna. It looked like they had phased him out of the uh, game plan. So uh, couldn't have phased him out just a little bit sooner. Ooh. Okay, moving on. Sorry, people. I know we're boring you with our details, our inner inner politics and drama. Anyway, uh, Cam Newton was benched this week. What does it mean? Do you think he's done? I mean, like he came out flying high at the beginning of the season. Now what? Uh, I'm not starting him. I traded him away, like I told you earlier, uh, off camera. Yeah, you did. Uh, Alex already traded uh, Cam Newton a week before, and it was working out well for him now. But okay, so do you trust Cam Newton? Would you start him next week if you're he's on your team, if you have him? I kind of feel like the Patriots have called this season and are trying to get a draft spot. Like I just feel like they're they're in like a rebuilding year without Brady, and they want like a new shiny quarterback toy to play with. I'm not sure who that is right now. So you think he kind of like the strategy was like, all right, let's go get a veteran guy. Let's see how we do for the first like, several games. And if we can be legit, we'll, we're going for it. But now after think the wheels are sort of coming off, like you think they're just going to start. No, I don't think they ever had the intention of doing it. I think how the Patriots work is they want as much depth as they can get at every position. So right. they're, they're attempting to make the strongest team. But now that, you know, we're halfway through, it's not looking great. Uh, Cam Newton isn't throwing the ball well. You know, he's, yeah. there's clearly something wrong. So now we've got to go to our second string. And that's probably, we haven't spent a lot of time focusing on that. So now we've got to shift gears. So I think you keep Cam Newton, but. All right. All right. If you're the nice Patriots. Advice. I still think that he could have a really big bounce back week next week. You know, oh like, sure, he could he could always hurt you with his legs. 
And I just think he, he's kind of mad at himself, you know, being benched. It's kind of a little insulting, but he knows it. More importantly, what's up with Edelman? Tom Brady was the magical keystone, man. He just made everything click. That's just what it seems like. You know, you know, it's really funny is Tampa Bay. Now they keep doing these stupid little questionable tags all the way up until like the day before the game. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that was a Bellatrix that Brady has just like taken and been like, guys, 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 check this out. All right. That's that uh, sneaky Tom Brady, man, bringing his dirty tricks out down from New England down to Tampa Bay. We're going to get back into the position rankings. Uh, coming back to wide receiver, uh, why don't you tee us off here for wide receiver? Number five, DJ Moore with 23 points. Right below him was Tyler Boyd, who I think was on your team. So that was pretty good for you. Uh-huh. Uh, number four, Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh, Washington. Nope, not Washington. Pittsburgh wide receiver uh, with 24 and a half points. Uh, he's questionable tag. I don't know why. We'll check that out. But I feel like he's one of the better wide receivers uh, to have on Pittsburgh, more so than Juju and Claypool, in my opinion. A.J. Brown, also in your team. Wow, 27.3 points. You had two of the top five wide receivers, and you still didn't beat your opponent. Number two, Devontae Adams, with 41 points. Oh, I played against Devontae in two different leagues, and I lost both of those matches. So <laughs> I, f- I feel this pain uh, when I see, when I say this number, folks. Uh, and then Tyler Lockett has been on this board. He he him and Calvin Ridley. I feel like I say more than any other names when we do this, and he's the number one with forty eight points. <laughs> that's, that's like half of some people's entire. I was just gonna say that that no, that's like seventy five percent of some people's final things. I played against somebody who ended up coming out with sixty eight total points the whole week. In one of my other leagues. And this man had sick 48 of those points. I, I mean, that's insane. Right? Could you imagine like a Thursday game and you're already lo- you're down 48 and a half uh, points to nothing going into You're just like, no thanks. I don't even want to do fantasy football ever again. See, that's what you have to pray for. You just got to be like, these top guys, I just want them all to go to overtime and play like 10 minutes of overtime so I can just keep tallying up the points. I mean, he had 200 plus yards and three touchdowns. Man, my goodness. Amazing, 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 amazing. All right, Alex. So let's get into the final big one. This is the running back one. And coming in at number five, he's no stranger to the top five, Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. He came in with 18 points. So honestly, just an average game, I'd almost say, for him. Uh, Coming in at number four, we have Antonio Gibson. Uh, He's coming in with 18 points as well, 18.8. Oh, I actually think I messed up the count a little bit, but they tied for five, so we're okay. Coming in at number four now is Jamal Williams. He has 19.4 points for Green Bay. I know. I saw this happen. Oh, man, you have back-to-back. both. Back-to-back. Todd Todd Gurley uh, coming in with 21 points. Man, you suck. You suck a lot. All right, uh, coming in at number two, we have James Robinson. I mean, this guy just continues to put up points down there. Is he staying there? He's the guy, right? I Like – Nobody, everybody, there was three people to guess from down there. And whoever threw a dart at James Robinson is sitting pretty right now. My goodness, 29 points, 119 yards, one touchdown on the ground, and another one through the air, just continuing to put up crazy numbers. And coming in at number one, Jeff Wilson Jr., the San Francisco 49ers, 31 points. The man had 112 yards and three touchdowns before he got hurt. 
before he got hurt and left the game. Uh, unfortunately, he is now out for several weeks, probably. So there's no jumping on him because he's only on. T- <laughs> Everyone is like, oh, my gosh, six percent of the rosters. Hello. And yeah, then you're like, oh, you see that big O just sitting underneath his name there. And it's very disappointing because that, that's that's a bittersweet victory right there. All right, Alex, uh, any any thoughts on any of these things? I mean, everything's kind of stable here. Uh, like I said, Chase Edmonds, uh, Giovanni Bernard popped up there. I'm just going down a few more just because we a couple had around 18 points within the 18th and 19 range, so they're, they're kind of the other names uh, rounding out that list. Sounds good. Alex, uh, now I'm looking at this, though, getting back to our game, our rivalry week. Why did you change your team name? to play against me you changed it for every other team you played against and you just left it what am i not good enough for you i mean i'm your rivalry podcast uh pod uh, god i can't even speak anymore i'm so <laughs> angry about this fucking game i've got you so on tilt right now uh, uh you know <laughs> i think that's what that speaks to is that i i didn't put any effort into this week i said it and i oh, forgot it give me oh give me a break i did please. i i we were sitting here and you were like what are you gonna do with your running back situation i was like i'm not gonna tell you what i'm gonna do with my running back situation i was like i'm gonna put kelly in knowing good and well i was gonna put jamal williams in before aaron jones went down all right so i uh i did not even know I was playing to you until we got off of the podcast and started looking forward. Uh, so I didn't even know that going in. Anyway, uh, Alex has been changing up his team names each week to kind of mimic or mock the team that he's playing against. And uh, the biggest mock of all is that he didn't even try it on me. So I'm very offended, Alex. Very offended. <laughs> so it worked. <laughs> all right. Let's move on now. Uh, so we're kind of already rolling into this, our weekly recap. We've kind of been over this for our LA Locals League. I lost by eight points. I should have started Brandon Akayu, and I would have won by seven points. So that's the game in a nutshell, and I'm ready to move on from this and get back to winning ways in LA Locals League. You good, Alex? I'm good. Do you want any of my players? Do you want DJ Chark Jr., or do you want Chris Godwin? Are these players I could trade you for anybody? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll take Chark Jr. And let's see, who could I give you? I could give you Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, he's on the IR right now, but he's kind of becoming back <laughs> at some point. Maybe we'll talk about it a little later. But he, they, those people are on my board to uh, to try to turn into other things because I have a lot of wide receivers. That's essentially what's what's going on with my team. All right, Alex, let's uh, we're going to move into our other discussion then on that. And we'll skip over the rest of our leagues. I was two and oh, in my other league. So I'm still feeling pretty good about my week. And how did you do? I was two for two and two. So I won two. I lost two. two. All right. Great, great, great. All right. So we're both pretty happy with how our weeks went. I know you're happy because you beat your podcast. So switch. That's all that matters. I'm a tall mountain to climb. And once you do it, you feel really good about it. So I get it. It's cool. I I understand. All right. Moving on then. Kind of going off your trade talk here. So let's start off. You're really in a trading mood here because you were, you're texting me a lot over the weekend and you had a lot of thoughts about different things, but one of them seems to be trade. So you just mentioned you're looking to move Chark and some of your other wide receivers, maybe uh, Kelsey. Uh, And then your other big one, you're talking about trading Zeke. And I don't know if you, you don't have him on this team, but maybe overall, maybe have him on another team. What do you, what do you want to talk about with that? Well, I feel like the offensive line is terrible. Uh, who knew Dak Prescott was such a big piece of that puzzle because they've got weapons as wide receivers. They've got plenty of them, uh, but it just seems like uh, no one on that team is, is generating any points. And Zeke is such a monster in the fantasy football game. Just, 
every single year, I think this is finally his drop-off point where, like, he's gotten under 10 points two weeks in a row now. Yeah, I mean, it's all since that gone down, but he was one of the top five, top three running backs up until that point, and now it's just the wheels are falling off crazy down there. Of course, try to trade Zeke. I mean, you got to find somebody who thinks that oh, he's going to bounce back, and this is an uh, anomaly. The thing is, though, you're selling low, so anybody's going to try to squeeze you a little bit for him. But on the flip side, maybe it's the idea just that he's available then allows you to still extract a, a high price. You got to try to talk up Andy Dalton in some way if you really want to sell Zeke. <laughs> well, uh, then then you're you're out of luck, man. You are out of luck. All right, so you were talking about trading uh, what like Kelsey and Chark, like, and why are you trying to do this? I would like to sort of shift things around a little bit. I'm not really happy with sort of the dynamic that my team has. I have a lot of wide receivers. I've always been good at picking up wide receivers. You have too. Um, And I've got tight ends kind of. I've got three tight ends right now. Uh, I like Fells. I'm not sure why he didn't get any targets uh, this week. I'm not a huge Houston fan just in general so I didn't spend a lot of time watching that game but yeah but we talked about this last week he was I know he was available and I picked him up in another league and one week he does really well and the next week he doesn't and it's the Houston teams too all over the place to know who's going to get the ball so you just have to look at the teams almost now at this point and seeing what is their general dynamic of their offense rather than one player individually so let's move on to the next topic for strategy talk and again you brought this up you were on a uh texting uh swing throughout the weekend and you were talking about it we both had it which i think is where the idea came from and it's playing the defense against when you were playing against some of your top offensive players yeah what do you do i mean is that something you think about when you're you're starting both your offense and your defense and possibly when your offense scores a touchdown your defense is gonna lose points uh yeah i did think about it i did see it and i was like oh this is not the situation I like because I had Pittsburgh's defense going against two Tennessee players, Tannehill and uh, A.J. Brown. And I thought about it. Then I was just like, I don't care. I'm cutting in my Tennessee guys and I'll just leave Pittsburgh in. And either they won't do well because my other guys light them up or if they do well, then fine. At least I'm, you know, not eat, not doubling up on all these losses if, you know, I were to switch it out. Although I don't think it's a bad play to you know swap in a new defense for one week if you don't feel like taking the bullet on one of them and trying to max out both spots sure and as i was watching live uh as our points were going your defense your pittsburgh defense had 10 points and Tannehill like passed uh, uh had a, a receiving touchdown a passing touchdown and so he got four points for the touchdown for throwing the touchdown Right. But the Pittsburgh defense lost six points. Yeah. So you actually lost two points for throwing a touchdown. Well, you got to really swing in one direction. You can't have just that small split where defense kind of holds them a little bit, but they allows them to score like a a touchdown or two. You got to really have whole hog on one of them do really, really well. No, but you've got like the number one, the number two defense. And we always talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. going with your starters. Is that really... You know, is, are you really overthinking your defense this week, you know, because your offense may blow up? I, I, no, I, I wish I had the same mindset I had about keeping my defense that I did for my stupid wide receivers and put in Brandon Akayo. Ugh. Anyway, so what about you with your defense? Did you swap them out or did you keep them in who was playing some of your top offensive players? Yeah, like you said, I did the exact same thing that you did. I had Darren Waller who was playing against Tampa Bay and 
I really like the Tampa Bay defense again. Their quarterback is Tom Brady. I don't expect him to have too many missteps. So I did pick up that defense. I'm probably going to ride them from here on out, just like you're riding Pittsburgh. So I didn't think to change it. And the reason that that is uh, is because if you're not watching in live time, then that minus two points doesn't really affect you. That's just your overall total is going to be based on choosing the best players at each position. That's right. All right, uh, let's move on to our last strategy talk topic. Uh, and that is this, we're calling it the non-buyer's remorse, non-remorse. So we're going to kind of split the difference here. And it's when you don't get somebody and you have either buyer's remorse because you didn't get them or you do have buyer's remorse. I'm totally mixing all my metaphors right now. Anyway, you're up. You're not upset because you didn't get certain players, but then you're upset that you wish you bank. You know, you put out a little bit more cash for other players. And Alex brought up the examples of Chase Claypool and uh, Nynum Hines of Indianapolis there, who a lot of people put up big points for them, or I'm sorry, a lot of people put up big money for them because they had these huge breakout weeks. And we talked about it. Don't spend a lot on them. And Alex, uh, how's Chase Claypool doing now? He got like 0.7 points this week, which we talked about that because of his uh, unsustainable receptions to touchdowns ratio of like three targets or five targets, four touchdowns. Um, But then he did the next week. He also had a good week with like 17 or double digit points. But now he's back down to earth. Uh, Essentially, I'm glad I didn't spend a bunch of money on him. The homer. Uh, in our league did get him but I kind of wish I had spent money on Brian Scott I'm the one that has Miles Sanders and I wouldn't have had to put in Jamal Williams or maybe I could have put in Jamal Williams as my flex with uh with Scott in my um Boston Scott did I say Brian I'm in Boston Scott yeah, I mean, I told you, I'm not big on any of the backup running backs for Philadelphia. He got so. 16 and a half points, though, and that would have been fine and dandy at my RB2 spot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he did better than Ronald Jones Jr., so, uh, you know. That's because Fournette vultured Ronald Jones. He had, like, 15 points. I, I, I am That just infuriates me so much because Ronald Jones does his job, and just when he's given the rock and nobody else is in his, his barn – he just took over and he did what he was supposed to do. And then all of a sudden the guy comes back and then he just like, you don't play with a hot hand. You, you should, just decide. You should trade me Ronald Jones for shark. That's just how you, what you should do. Don't worry about it. Don't overthink it. Just press okay. submit. That's right. That's right. I've been overthinking too much. So I'm going to do that right now, Alex. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to do it right after this segment, Alex. So just continuing off that nine and Hines, uh, the running back, same thing, like, didn't is not doing super hot down there. He's only getting, you know, a couple points a game. And so for the running back in Indianapolis, I, I don't even know what's going on down there. I haven't been monitoring it, but Nynam Hines was supposed to be the guy, and he's not doing the guy things. No, I think they have uh, Phillip Rivers, and he uses his running backs to dump off, and that's pretty much all he uses his running backs to, to do. And if Naheem Hines was not the receiver running back, then he's not getting any of those. Yeah, oh, it's Jonathan Taylor is down there, and he is the one who is carrying more of the load. Yes, he is the one definitely solid, but just RB2 stats, 14, 13 points past the week. So anyway, and then what else the other two we're going to touch on that you really wish you picked up was Mike Davis, though. That's the one where you said, I really wish I spent more, but which that's a pretty obvious hindsight, 2020, that, oh, yeah, I wish I would have had Mike Davis too, man. He's lighting it up down there. I think I still – I've been winning in our league, though, right? I don't think I – I think I lost the first two weeks, and then that was it. 
So I think I've been like I haven't. I'm not really. I'm not really having that sort of regret that I have every year. I think there's less at stake this year with my like internal sort of caring. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good way to be. I kind of see, that's how I get into a mindset about setting my lineup. It's like, just let it go. Just set it and forget it. Yeah. I don't think you got to switch out or bye weeks players or if somebody gets hurt and I didn't stick to that fully and I would have beat you if I did that. All right. So, but my point was you did bring up that you wish you had spent more on Mike Davis. That's yes. just why I bring it up. Yes. So it's kind of the inverse of the buyer's remorse where you didn't get them um, or the non-buyer's remorse. So, I, I would point that out though. This got me thinking about well, how do you? What's this all mean, and how can you navigate this a little bit? I think it's, and I mentioned this just a little bit ago. You kind of have to look at the teams, and especially like running back. Certain teams just have a offensive strategy that's set up for a running back to succeed. And I'm thinking over right now, James Robinson in Jacksonville, uh, Benny Snell in Pittsburgh when. Uh, James Conner went down. They slipped him in, and he they didn't miss a beat with the running back. And this happened the other year with um, Levy and Bell when he wasn't there. James Conner slipped in, and it was like they didn't skip a beat. Like it didn't matter that he wasn't there. Yeah, James Conner was another one of those like unbuyer's remorse. My point is just look at these teams when you're looking at these backup running backs. It seems like maybe Carolina is a similar thing. They have a very good offensive structure for running backs, so that's why Mike Davis is still successful even after uh, CMC went down for a while. So I just think that's the best thing to take away from this, where in Indianapolis, you're right. Look at look at uh, Phillip Rivers. He dumps off. So that's not the best necessarily way for running backs to score a whole lot of points because you're only doing short screen passes, and those have to work. There's a lot more involved. So it's just look at the offenses more when you're looking at the backup players is what i'm talking about for running backs sounds good do we talk about antonio brown have we talked about him yet no actually i missed that one holy moly thank you for bringing that back up let's end the show on this so ab to tb to ab do you get it do you get it tell me more antonio brown to tampa bay tom brady Antonio Brown. It, it's a double uh, meeting. It's, it's, a, it's a before and after. I could be, oh, man, see, I, I yeah. was really good at Wheel of Fortune when I was younger. So, I mean, that came to me instantly. So, I should be writing headlines for the, some of these sports networks. Uh, yeah. I saw this come by the waiver wire and I was super excited about it. It's like, huh, how about that? I can get my boy back. And then I go to the waiver wire. Oh, somebody's already picked see? him up. Well, like, how long ago, too? Do you remember? It was like a day before the news broke. I was a day ahead. No. You picked them up that Friday at new at noon, and the news came out at like three o'clock. Yeah, maybe I don't know who can remember. Um, I definitely picked them up when the news broke that Seattle wanted him. Yeah, I saw that too. As soon as I saw that, I dropped my third quarterback Garoppolo, and I was like, you know what? I would rather have Antonio Brown sit on my bench for three weeks. All right, so you're gonna. Here's Tampa Bay is just anybody who used to be a former star. They're just snatching up. They grabbed Tom Brady. They grabbed Rob Gronkowski. They grabbed Leonard Fournette. They now grabbed uh, Antonio Brown. I mean, anybody who has had some sort of success or talent in the past, they are just like, I'll take them. I'll take them. I'll take them. I'm surprised Des Bryant hasn't been signed yet. I'm surprised they're just stocking them up and just going, we're going for it, and I will see what happens. Did you not hear Tony Gonzalez was uh? Resigned today to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What? They're pulling everybody. I got. I got to go check that out. Deion Sanders, it says, is also now on the team. Whoa. Neon Deion. 
Yes, I've been waiting for somebody to sign him. I mean, he's just been on the on the open market for a while now. T.O.? They signed T.O.? None of this is true. All right. We can all dream. Anyway, all right, let's wrap it up here now, Alex. So just to go over, we suggested this week Harrison Bryant, which honestly, if it depends if Alston Hooper comes back tight end for the Cleveland Browns. And then Chase Edmonds, uh, if you can somehow get him, I would do that. And... I'm going to throw other two out there. Wayne Gallman Jr., uh, the running back for the uh, Giants. Did Freeman go Freeman down? Freeman went down. So if he's hurt, it looks like Gallman could be it because the other guy on that team had a fumble. So Gallman's going to get a chance. Not he's real good. But again, we're midseason, bye weeks, injuries. Everybody needs to stretch thin. And LaMichael Perrine from the New York Jets, maybe, if you're looking for another flyer. So those are my... That's funny. I picked him up uh, last week, and I actually dropped him this week to pick up Malcolm Brown. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, Malcolm Brown. How about that? Huh? Um, he's a backup running back. Have you heard? He's like an RB4. He's not He's not worth an actual trade, uh, but Jason he's on disagrees. the waiver wire. Jason worth, disagrees. He's, he's, yeah, and then he dropped him. That's how good he was. All right, man. Well, uh, so that's that's kind of what we had w- recommended this week. Uh, Alex, do you have anything else you wanted to add? Yeah. What are you going to do with your two kickers? Were <laughs> you going to keep them both? Are you going to drop one of them? Can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this one. I, I, uh, Alex, I told you, I'm trying not to overthink it. I'm just allowing it to be. I'm just letting it be. What? That's what I'm doing. Which one are you gonna pick? You're not gonna, you're not gonna stream two kickers on your team. This is like Sophie's choice. I mean, because then Koo has a bad week, and now I'm like, oh my god, I'm having second guessing. I don't know what to do. I don't know, Alex. You'll just have to wait. Maybe I'll throw something up on the IG, and you'll find out what I do with them later in the week. Ugh. Trade me, trade me Crosby. Just give me Crosby. Crosby for Chark. Ah, listen to this guy. Get out of nah. here. I thought I'd try. All right, Alex, where can people reach us at? You can find us at Fantasy Football Wins on Instagram. You can find me at Alex Laughs on TikTok. Where can they find you, John? Uh, they can find me at Jay Stravs on Twitter. And make sure you check out that TikTok. He's blowing on up, man. He's got some funny new stuff going on. It's hit, getting viral. <laughs> and uh, check out that IG stream. There might be a few more things coming through, uh, You know, especially with all this late-breaking news and Man, I was really hoping I was going to get him. I said I really needed a wide receiver, and then I found out Alex K got him. So that's it. So we made a little vignette, put it on Instagram, and put some music behind there. It was a fun little little spot we put up there. Check it out, everybody. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll see a little bit more coming uh, coming down the line here. Uh, so Alex burned me twice this week, which uh, I'm super frustrated by. So we'll see. All right, Alex. Uh, if there's nothing else, I'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Later, man. All right, I got one last piece of current event topic, and this is a little bit different one for us, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Mike Nolan, the Dal- the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, he's feeling the heat and, like, literally feeling the heat. So we got to pour one out for him because this week, while he was on an interview with uh, reporters on the phone talking through the game plan, what happened and how terrible their team is and how bad he's as a coach and how bad their defense is, he got hot sauce in his eye. And he had to excuse himself and go take care of that. So I just thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, he's really feeling the heat down there in Dallas. 
cute. Come on, Alex. I'm trying, man. I know you're all TikTok superstar now and everything, but I'm trying to keep up a little bit. I'm just trying to add a little levity in here, man. We're always so serious with all of our, our guessing and our, our strategy talks, and I just thought I'd add a little, a little joke in there. It was adorable. Right, thanks, man. I appreciate the little uh, star you gave me on my chest. All right, Alex. I'm moving on from my uh, comedy career here. 